Wonderful. Nice. Thanks, Bill. Sweet. Thanks, Bill Gates. Bill, <laughs> it's not it's not Bill anymore. No, it has he did it. Nothing to do with that. He didn't he make did the it. Windows he's, update. He's got a hand. When you're that rich, what you do is just insist your name is not the name everybody's thought it was for your whole life. <laughs> it's, it's always been Phil. I'm Phil Gates. <laughs> we used to be four ordinary teens. back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And I'm your friend Rory. That's really presumptuous of you to say. Not not your friend, the, <laughs> the internet's friend. Oh, okay, good. Uh, it's on his business yeah. card. <laughs> uh, Saturday Morning Tuesdays, we're the animated podcast about real cartoons. And uh, today, for a short time only, we have a, a very wonderful guest. And her name is Jane. Say hello, Jane. Hello, Jane. Ooh, she got him with that one. She brought the classics back. (laughs) She zinged me. Oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got Jane here. Uh, Jane, as uh, continuing the the trend of of all of our show guests, is another one of our college friends who's uh, kicking ass somewhere else in another part of the world. Where are you at, Jane? I am in Wellesley, Massachusetts right now, which is near Boston, doing some Shakespeare. Ooh. For the summertime before I go back to New York City. Very nice. Ooh, city slicker. Now I want to <laughs> say I want to say the name of your show, but I don't think I can because what if someone listens to our podcast in the theater? That's bad luck. I feel right. Well, would I be able to say it since I'm in it, and you're allowed to say it if you're in it? Yes. Oh my God, you're so right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You don't so- have to whisper <laughs> it backwards into a into a conch shell. <laughs> <laughs> so what show are you doing? Macbeth. Oh, oh no, a, a lightning bolt just hit me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Austin's Austin's a ghost now. Yeah, I prefer to call the play The Scottish Dad. <laughs> the Scottish Dad. What is it? Yeah. I saw you I saw you post about it, Jane. What what are you guys calling it? Uh or what are you calling Mackers? it? Mackers. Mackers. That's right. With a I, Z. <laughs> it's like a cool new nineties snack. With an S. <laughs> Mackers. Mackers. Um, yeah, so we're doing we've got a West Coast, we've got two West Coast people. Uh we got Rory in Taiwan and we got Jane on the East Coast. And so the time zones are wreaking havoc with the East Coast our... of these American states. Yes. Yeah. Rory Rory's also on an East Coast. <laughs> uh yeah, Rory and, and Jane are twelve hours apart time zone wise, if you just want to try to wrap your brain around that <laughs> audience. Yeah, very exciting. Jane's about to go to bed and Rory just rolled out of bed like a, like a, a I don't know why I was about to say piece of meat. Like a pizza roll. <laughs> like a pizza roll. Sure. You know how they famously roll out of beds. Um, but yeah, so good morning pizza roll. So we, <laughs> you know, if you don't secure them correctly, they're going to roll right out of bed. So uh, my point being that we have Jane for a short amount of time. She, she's going to join us for the discussion of uh, the first cartoon that we're watching today. We're watching uh, Cyber 6 Episode 4. And then we'll say uh, we'll say goodnight to her and continue on with the rest of the episode. Put Jane to bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shut up, Rory. <laughs> That's another classic. <laughs> Got him. Well, let's let's do this discussion thing. Let's jump in. Yeah, let's launch right in. All right, guys. Thanks for hopping on this on this toot toot steam train with us for. Uh, uh, you can't give us a retroactive cartoons. theme. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm off the train. I've been I've been thoroughly bullied out of any <laughs> any attempt at bringing my sweet themes to the show this week. I've been told no way, Jose. And speaking of somebody saying no way, Jose, Ooh. this week on Cyber Six, we have Yashimoto, Private Eye. Jose turns to a private investigator to track down Cyber Six. When he refuses to help, Jose kidnaps the PI's sister to force him onto the case. Yeah. That's our episode this week. Yeah. Uh that was a beautiful summary. Yeah, thanks. Thanks Thank for you. writing thanks for writing that, Rory. <laughs> Roar Austin. I can hear Austin just quietly cursing me. Steaming. <laughs> Look, I'm not above this. Sure, yeah, I write the summary sometimes. Trying to be humble right now. Yeah, it's working. Uh Jane. I know this is your only episode of Cyber Six that you've watched. Uh, we kind of briefly went over what the the like i don't know the the idea of the show is what are you what are your first like feelings about the show having watched an episode having watched an episode that's kind of already in the middle of the storyline i'm assuming yeah Yeah. as much as there is one that goes week to week it's pretty episodic for the most part I mean, from just watching this episode, like, I am intrigued. I am interested in the show. Mm-hmm. I thought that the main character was interesting. Like you said, she has kind of like this androgynous kind of double identity thing going on, which I found pretty interesting, especially for if you're thinking of like a kid's cartoon in the 90s. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. What'd you think of our adorable little Hitler clone, Jose? <laughs> I was really confused, and I was also really confused as to why he and, uh, let me look at my notes. What's his name? Yashimoto had the same haircut. Oh, yeah, that's part of the style, but I did also find it confusing, because nobody else has quite as many of those little, like, uh, head head bumps. Yeah, and Yashimoto, I mean, should we just jump into this? It's very... Yeah, we should address yeah, the Yeah, after how much praise here. we've given this show for its... its it's it's beautifully androgynous uh, main character. Uh, four episodes in, we meet uh, yeah. two very racist caricatures. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the. I was gonna ask if this is the first episode that they show up. In. Yeah, this is the first time. The first, and I think only, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know that they come back because I, I think they they plan to make more Cyber Six, other than the 13 episodes they made, but they didn't get to. But I could be wrong. We haven't watched it, but I don't think they come back because they definitely I read that they didn't air this episode in uh, America. Oh, really? Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Not surprising at all. I was just about ready to give him a pass. I was like, well, it's Argentinian and the the animators are Japanese and his act, his voice is a is not a not a not an accent. So I was almost ready to be like, I can overlook this one. And then his, his sister shows up I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, I had the same kind of because I was like, OK, well, again, with my note that says because I was noting down who all of these people were, uh, like I said before, it was Akiko plus 
her brother, which I later learned was Yashimoto, and I wrote Japanese, and I wrote teeth, which that that is just kind of offensive. But then, like Rory said, like on the plus side of that is like they don't have accents; they're competent, you know, characters. They're not just there for comedic relief. But then I did write down, like, why is the little sister in a traditional kimono walking around? And they have, of course, like, the animated, like, slits for eyes, which is everybody else has, like, whites and, like, large eyes. And then they just have the typical kind of line. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not great. And it it was weird because it kept going back and forth like they would. It was like one step forward, one step back with it. And they started pretty far back just by looking at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Jane mentioned, you know, you took the note teeth. I mean, he's got the the really uncomfortable like buck teeth scenario, you know, from like those old Looney Tunes commercial like commercials. Old, yeah, old the Looney really Tunes. racist Looney Tune commercials or commercials. Uh, now I got you I saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it starts. Yeah, it's, it's literally it's like World War Two era propaganda level of of grotesque over exaggeration yeah it's so bad yeah it's so bad it just you can't get over it it dominates the entire episode but then like like every like he's competent like right but he's competent in like a super like gadgety way which i was also like i don't know does that is that like a are we leaning in a different direction there and then like he gets into a fight scene later in the episode and they start playing this like full-on like asian music and he starts doing martial arts and i was like ah i don't know yeah. Only sort of. Yeah, Him and Jose. Sort of. And he's going up against a tiny kid named Jose. <laughs> yeah. And they're both doing like semi karate kids, like yeah. just prepping. They don't actually fight either. No. Yeah, they did not. They didn't need the karate sequence given everything else <laughs> in the episode. It's just really, it didn't really help. strange. Uh, and then it's, it's doubly odd. Like, I have to wonder what goes through the minds of these animators in Japan who are putting this pen to paper and drawing this. Like, wh- what is that? Like, how would... Um, I-, I think if you don't have the script, he is not uh, for uh, lack of any other way of addressing this. He's not overtly Japanese unless we've had it called attention to him. I mean, it is one... You know, I mean, in, in the sense that, like, this could just be a person with big teeth if all you're doing is drawing it. Potentially. But he's definitely different than... Their, I mean, the, these two characters definitely look different. They have a different visual style than the rest. Oh, there's a Kiko, which, yeah, kind of gives it away with the kimono. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, angles on that that I don't even know how to... <laughs> how to process. But it was, it was odd, especially given the textual stuff that happens in the episode, which pretty much just paints him like a pretty cool badass. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, so he's, like we said in the summary, that was pretty well written. Um, he, you know, Jose, Jose wants him to track down Cyber Six, and he's like, no. And then Jose's like, okay, well, a new idea. How about I kidnap your sister, and then you do it? And, <laughs> and you know, he does. Yeah. Uh, and he starts with, you know, it's actually some some better investigation than I see in most kid shows about, like, a private eye. Yeah. Which involves a lot of luck or a lot of just like, Oh, I'm at the right exact street corner when I can overhear somebody talking. 
Um, mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he's like doing the work, you know, he's he's hitting the, you know, works the beat. He's going to shops where we see uh, the exact outfit that Cyber Six wears um, right. displayed yeah. in the window. And he like asks about it and he goes and like looks up the name and the registry and is trying to figure out like, you know, phone calls and he's doing work. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's do like a a, a quick a quick blow by blow of what happens. Um cuz like we said, he goes looking for Cyber 6 cuz he's got to get his sister back, but uh the 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 main breakthrough comes when he manages to track he he sees her and he f- like follows her on his his uh I guess I don't know, I'm I'm mis- he's missing on a bike the order. First. Yeah, but he 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 ends up making his way to Lucas's apartment where she's talking to him. And he uses like a directional microphone to listen in on their conversation and get Lucas's name. Uh, and then he sort of has Lucas as a lead to follow, um, which I thought was good. I thought that was, again, like really good investigative skills. Um, yeah. 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 And then uh, he is able to find go through Lucas's messages and find a message from Adrian, uh, the alter ego of Cybersex, and then does a voice match to confirm that adrian and cyber six are the same person yeah and then and he's like he's pretty chill about it he's you know he's just like all right cool you know living under well, i don't think you know cyber six is gender. a robot sure um although he, he was not at all surprised by that name like <laughs> when, when jose comes to ask him to find cyber six he wasn't like oh that's not a pretty that's not people name <laughs> Well, also his first his first attempt was to be like a scared little boy and be like, "Oh, they stole my father's valuable heirloom." <laughs> yeah, and no. Yashimoto's like, "I'm not interested in this case. You can go." <laughs> he was remarkably uh, responsible for the whole the whole time there. He like, you know, Jose was like, "What are you calling me a liar?" And he's like, "I didn't actually call you anything, and I want you to go." <laughs> like I had to uh, watch that scene a second time though because that started you're distracted. Scene. I was so just completely aghast, agate, agape, aghast, aghast, aghast at this like horrible, <laughs> this horrible character design. Um, I just didn't take any notes. I was just like, <laughs> just like staring at what they'd done. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the shame because like being, especially being like an Asian actor, like I feel like I would have not cared because the the i guess the essence of those characters are pretty like solid representations of just like cool characters even if just for an episode but it was the animation that was distracting and if the animation had just been like a little bit different if they had just made their teeth normal it would not have been like yeah seem like that big of a deal but because whatever whoever made that choice because they also made the happy choice to not give them accents, whether that was from necessity of being like, we don't have anyone that can actually do that accent. Right. Or from being like, they should just have the same speaking voice as like all the other characters. Like they, whatever choice they made, they made that specific choice. They made all the right choices except one. Yeah. Which is a shame because then that does get distracting. Yeah. I think the normal voice was probably damage control from the production team. Because they were pretty much copying everything from the original comic. The, the, I keep, is it Venezuelan? It's an no. Argentinian. Uh, Argentinian. Argentinian, from the Argentinian comic, which had that same character design. 
And I don't know uh, what vocal choice that comic creator would have made, but it <laughs> might be a lot more upsetting. Yeah, um, I didn't and, go know, look that up. <laughs> yeah, when it's given to, you know, this team, they're like, let's give him the most normal voice possible, please. Well, and, we do not and, need you know, a Mickey Rooney You mentioned earlier, Austin, that, um, that it looks, you know, like, you know, World War II propaganda. And I do wonder if maybe that was part of it, part of the style, and that and it, it plays very poorly in America because right. we're dealing with, with these sort of boys from Brazil style uh, Nazi bad guys. So we have Yashimoto uh, get, captures Cyber 6, or at least ostensibly has captured Cyber 6, and they make contact, and there's a hostage meetup. Yeah, which happens in a very, like traditional hostage tr like trade style like Band everyone stands bridge. very far away from each other mm -hmm. and people walk slowly towards each other in the middle and uh jose is just like almost pissing himself he's so happy that his plan worked uh and you know the the kids though who have been uh up until now sort of causing trouble for jose because you know akiko and uh and julian got kidnapped and they've just been trying to escape the whole time. And uh, and they, they decide that they're still not done. And they, they cause a huge distraction by uh, Julian doing like a fancy magic trick for one of the fixed ideas. Just turns into 52 card pickup and they're like, go! <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Yeah, and then also, uh, it's so it's revealed that Cyber 6 is fake. Uh, that's on the sidecar of his motorcycle. It's actually, which is a nice payoff from the store earlier, is a mannequin with all the different Cyber Six costume parts that he saw. Yeah, totally. Uh, and and then we see a giant squid. It's isn't it a snail squid? It's an ammonite from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really or, know what we're doing with the monsters in this show. Uh, have there been other monsters? Kind Last of. episode, the main antagonist was there like was a, a beautiful mud man. <laughs> yeah, creepy mud man who who learned about love and sacrificed himself in the end of the episode. Uh, but I think I think I read somewhere that all of the like monster of the week stuff that they did for the cartoon was invented for the cartoon because they don't do that in the comics. So like somebody like a, a producer note was like, punch it up. We need to SWAT cats it up and get big old story like five story monsters and so they right. did yeah she uh, can't just fight that... nazis every episode <laughs> yeah would that be like also an homage kind of to like classic japanese monsters maybe it could be yeah yeah i mean some kaiju yeah it could it could definitely I mean, that's, be... a, that's a pretty strong feel out of this one comes from yeah. under the from from the bottom of the sea it's yeah. so surprising that moment, though. It's so funny because like things start going wrong, and Jose's immediate reaction is to turn to the water and whistle, and then it's just there's <laughs> a giant monster. Like there's been no lead up. We didn't know he had it, and he's just like we saw a little <laughs> bit of like like a dark evil eyes from under the under the ocean. Yeah, yeah, you're there right. There were little shots that kind of suggested it, but it was never articulated that Jose's plan was to have a PI track down cyber six and then have them meet by the docks. So then he could feed him feed cyber six to his, <laughs> his biggest his monster squid snail. <laughs> <laughs> that plan sounds better uh, in person than it does on paper. Uh, I, yeah. I swear. Wait, and Jose's the son of the, of the big bad of, guy of our bad yeah, guy. Okay. We don't really yeah, he's see. The, he's the clone child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> 
It's nice and obtuse. Uh, big bad guy has a, a hideout full of like glowing green tubes with like monster fetuses in it. He's just constantly making weird clones. Uh, and Jose is like one of them, I guess. But it's a right. clone of him. Um, we get so, bridge action. Yeah. The, I mean, we go into another one of the Cyber 6 patented long action sequences, which end up pretty cool, except for the almost karate. There's one more thing I want to mention about this sequence, though, and that's Yashimoto's uh, special helmet. What is he? he pull, it's like it's like his hat is suddenly a grenade. Like he pulls something out of the inside of his helmet and then chucks it and it makes, I like guess, poison gas? gas. Something. Yeah. It had never been set up before. I don't know how a helmet can. Where where does that where's that housed? Where's the <laughs> gas? Where does that? Where's the I don't know. Pre gas stored. <laughs> Austin's Austin's at his at his limit uh, for, for <laughs> what hat what hats can do. He's not buying it. We really ask the hard questions on Saturday morning <laughs> Tuesdays. Gaskin that hat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they win, right? I mean, that's there's there's not much plot in this episode, and they get there. They they fight. They kill the monster. They win. Jose is mad. And uh, and then That's finally, beautiful, a, the beautiful panther is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Jane, that's one other aspect. There is a panther in the show. <laughs> the show is a panther. Yeah. It's like a talking panther. Well, not talking, but it's a sentient panther. Oh, wait. Yeah. Is it is it the one that shows up kind of like. There's one at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. His name is Data Seven. <laughs> and it's of course it is yeah it's cyber six's like brother or some shit and his mind is in a panther now it's surprising how much has happened in the first three episodes of this show <laughs> 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 the show keeps throwing some curveballs that are admittedly pretty frustrating <laughs> but then you've got a panther is that even in a there's all of these frustrating things but on the other hand, Panther. Progress comes at a price, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> if by progress you mean Panthers, um, and by price you mean anti-progress, uh, so well, Panther representations way up. <laughs> Panther representation. I mean, that is also an important issue. That is true. Yeah. Panther representation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got a real Panther to voice the Panther. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean the the episode ends. They're all happy. Uh, the little little sister gets to keep her friend Julian. They're all safe. Uh, I don't know. There's some weird like hammy lines that they walk away on. Uh, yeah, I, they I bow know. at the end too. Yeah, that's that's like the least of the of my worries in Your, this episode. Yeah. The bowing. <laughs> I mean, bowing is still kind of like it is part of. At least in, I feel like also in Korean culture, it's still kind of something that they do do while also like shaking hands. So it's oh, not when the, when as the kids when the kids get in trouble here. Stereotypical. The teachers make them make them bow and say they're sorry to the other kid, and they fucking hate it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they just do not want to have to bow to their enemy at <laughs> all. Is that in Taiwan? Yeah. Oh, I see. Roy's I thought you meant the show for a second. Oh no, oh, no. Roy's infecting the Taiwanese youth with his own personal brand of of, of discipline. 
<laughs> no, I love. I like their discipline. I like. The- oh, it's so it's so great to watch. <laughs> oh, there was a there was a I moment. Mean, oh, uh, sorry. What were you gonna say, Dan? Oh, I was just gonna say on the bowing thing, like in actual karate, not cartoon karate. <laughs> bowing is also like it's a sign of respect. So I feel like that that little gesture did not bug me as much as again the 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 actual characterization of drawing style that they decided to put mm-hmm. on these characters uh cool all right well i think that's that's all that we really have for this episode of, of cyber six um and i know jane you gotta get that you gotta get that bedtime in you're uh you got a show yeah, you, you told us you have a show in the morning <laughs> yeah morning McDeezy. do people go to a morning it's called, Brec- it's called breakfast with bill <laughs> it's called they have three or four high schools come in with their high school classes because they have to oh, in see. the morning because it's during the school day so it's it. their field trip the only time you can, can control them when they're, they're <laughs> the no. coffee hasn't kicked in yet and you can trick them into going to plays <laughs> <laughs> but they are they have been because we have a talk back after every single uh performance and they have been actually very very enthusiastic that's good about it and i think it's kind of blowing their minds that we're not in like tights and like <laughs> swords and stiff body language also it means I they don't have they're... to read it they just saw it so that you know they <laughs> right? they get the best Except case I think scenario they had to read it beforehand but oh a lot of them have expressed like amazement at the fact that we're not, you know, in roughly Elizabethan garb, <laughs> speaking in old language. Not a single person dwarves. looks like Kenneth Branagh. That's so strange. <laughs> no, also that he didn't put himself in this one this time. Oh, good, good. I know he likes to go around to regional theater productions and insert himself. <laughs> <laughs> especially, he does all the especially parts. in America on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not today k brands all right well thank you so much uh we love you uh we're gonna keep doing this episode uh but uh everybody all of the listeners say goodbye jane goodbye, yeah and jane. if you're in the in the boston area go check out mick mcbreezy mackers you go mackers. see mackers yeah you can come see mackers on june 1st which i don't know when does this episode air is that after yeah, this episode is gonna be air? after so then they should come see Richard the Third. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the Boston Commons. Go see Dickie Three. Starting in July. Perfect. Awesome. And it's free. So that's even, even better. better. Free, free, Dickie Three. Free. <laughs> Good night, Jane. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hey, Rory. Yes, best friend of Austin. Rory, you wow. uh, you were telling single best me... friend in the world, my one and only, wow. my truest. Okay, fine. You were telling me about this special new sponsor that you hold very close to your heart. Uh, I hold it you... closer than to something else than my heart, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I know I know how how like tickled you are by innovation. Uh-huh. I know how much by you new love, you know, <laughs> by by you know innovation and disruption of the marketplace and. Uh, can you tell us about this brand new innovative thing? Uh, new salmon? <laughs> new salmon. Oh. Yeah. New salmon is brought to you by the by the fine makers of uh, canned tuna, canned, uh, any sort of like canned fish action. 
the problem with with salmon was you couldn't you couldn't can it uh, the thing about the nuke uh, you couldn't can it because uh, salmon turns to dust uh, like uh, like uh like a like a vampire when you put it in a when you put it in those tins and everybody was like hey what the heck i'm trying to eat my i'm trying to eat my salmon spread i'm trying to put this on a cream cheese bagel i just ate a mouthful of fucking dirt because <laughs> you did this to me that sounds like a huge problem <laughs> it was a huge problem and new salmon was like uh guess what guys we can do it so they take they 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 bred they bred salmon with with seven other uh, fish breeds. Which ones are those? Well, that's that. Well, we use the goldfish uh, <laughs> because of because of how good they cracker. Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> I can. They used uh, rainbow trout for its for its um, glowing properties. Sure. They use they use uh, catfish, because right. uh, the because the get the good slime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the other four fish I know that they use. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fasc that's fascinating. And all these fish swirling together in, into one one uh, uh, a DNA soup gave us new salmon. It's it's bigger, it's shinier, it's faster. It tastes like candy. And it doesn't turn to dirt in your mouth. So go out and get yourself a can of a can of new salmon. <laughs> Brand spanking new. You heard her you heard her here first. Hey everybody, here we are. Uh, we're back. Uh, uh, Jane just uh, ducked out, and we are going to continue our chat with Sailor Moon episode twenty-six, Grandpa's Follies. And we don't have a theme; we just don't have one. Uh, nope. That, that <laughs> nope, bridges we, we checked, our we individual our episode discussions. We just don't we have one. Our, we get Chad, who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. delicious. We're going to get into Chad in a big way. I'm <laughs> Uh, here's our synopsis for Grandpa's Follies. Uh, Ray's grandpa is revealed to possess one of the rainbow crystals and begins acting strangely around Temple Newcomer Chad, leaving Serena and Ray to work through their differences to save the day. Ah, oh, it's this show. What what are they doing? It's so good. This grand the grandpa is nuts. This episode. Well, I'll tell you what they it, now it really does transform your world into like, you know how how dare you withhold twenty five episodes of Chad from me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we had to waste our time how with dare Andrew. You know you were gonna break a show about Chad and then take from take till now to bring him into my wife. <laughs> and and I gotta I gotta uh I gotta drop a little bit of knowledge. I, I normally wait for the like well in the in the original anime when the Japanese they did it differently, but I'm gonna do this right up front. So do it. Chad in the original show is not a rock star. He's just a bum living with no home. He, he said a bum in this one. He said he was a struggling musician. Yeah, but he, there's no musician part. Like he's he was just trying a, to get over his stage fright. Yeah, he's just a layabout who, oh, who falls I, yeah. in love with Ray and wants to wants a job. Like, and I don't know which one I like more. I kind of like the dub's angle more because it makes him just fucking weird. Instead of him being an aimless temple hunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah yeah he's a he's a like down on his luck rocker with stage fright like it's kind of fun he gets a complete arc in this episode which i think is more than anybody else in this episode (laughs) (laughs) it's the it's the ballad of chad (laughs) this is the chad show now (laughs) um so chronologically we get zoocyte right off the bat jumping in on on grandpa it's ray's grandpa to be clear the guy right. who runs the shrine who was who was kind of a perv before um now he's just weird i don't see a lot of the perviness <laughs> no no he's just gone off his rocker maybe uh, that's why ray thought he was acting weird because he wasn't like because <laughs> he, he's being nice to women all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> where's the grandpa i know and hate uh <laughs> Yeah, and she like she does that salty old, the salty old sea dog that raised me. <laughs> uh, Zoocyte twice this episode gets to throw out a zoe, <laughs> uh, which I'm yeah. there for. Yeah, always. she's leaning hard into it. Oh, Serena has ditched her catchphrase. The I'm <laughs> I'm outie. Yeah, that was a one and done. <laughs> you know, she's trying a lot of things out. She's young. She's she's got to figure out where she fits and what her cool catchphrase is gonna be. You right, know? we can't be all Zoocyte. We can't nail it on the first try. um but yeah uh the our our homeless friend chad uh is just like sleeping on the steps when grandpa gets attacked and uh grandpa like summons the will to to resist zoocyte's magic and falls off the roof and ends up waking up uh chad who's like what the fuck's going on uh but we should talk about real fast let's let's describe chad shall we yeah, Chad, like if you ever it, saw the '80s Voltron, he's very much like a—he he just looks like an '80s anime character. I'm I'm like I'm, red, I'm reticent to join in in this conversation. No, tell us what. Uh, there's no 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 bad ideas here. <laughs> no, he's got kind of a mullet going on. He has this like mop, this like moppy hair, and just covers his eyes. Has this like fist All of the you North can see Star kind of hunk hunk look to him. Yeah, uh, that's and, the vibe I get. And he talks with a very surf bum voice. Yeah, that like he's once a, in a while he's got a heavy bum accent filtered through Canada. Yeah, it's <laughs> like filtered through Canada and almost like a word or two sound Australian. Like it's clear that this guy does not have a handle on the accent that he's trying to do, uh, which makes it kind of more fun. Like he's mm-hmm. just a, like even his yeah, voice he, actor he just is talks a mess. like a friggin' weirdo. <laughs> Uh, but now, he's got he's got the the hard hots for Ray. Yeah, he goes full hard eyes. I've got I've got a question though. Mm. I'm so the grandpa is revealed to be one of the gem warriors, so the reincarnation. Yeah, or possess the gem. Now, because so now I'm trying to kind of figure out how this reincarnation worked. Oh boy! Like because he's a grandfather, which means he wasn't just like a person put on Earth. Like as the gem person, because he had to have been, you know, younger and grew up and like fathered and, you know, generations to eventually create Ray. Like they didn't just like all appear, which I kind of thought before, like they were people who just. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. It's all very confusing because we've also got people of all different ages. So it's not like it all happened at once and several babies born on the 27th of May were all like. Oh, snaps. Then here's all the rainbow crystal people. It's like, that's clearly not what happened. And they're all in Japan. Right. Like, 
none of this makes any sort of real sense. I think we just sort of have to take it like at complete face value. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess there's just not logic to it, and that's that's fine. And we'll we'll talk about Chad some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always want to talk about Chad some more. Let's talk about Chad, baby. Uh, all so, the good things, all the Chad things. <laughs> get out. Okay. Go leave this podcast. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, Rory. <laughs> uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the the capes. Oh my god! <laughs> what is this training? This, yeah, this it's cape training. <laughs> Grandpa is is swinging from branches or ropes. Yeah. Ropes. They're wearing tablecloths. Right, as yeah, tablecloths for he's capes. just being a he's just being a, a treat. He's being just a gem to this to Chad. He's taken to Chad like we have taken to to, to him. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa's smitten because <laughs> Chad yeah, wants he's... to be good at temple stuff, and Grandpa's like, "All right, you know what's temple stuff? We we're gonna go swing from ropes and look like superheroes." And Ray shows up and is like, "The fuck are you guys doing? This isn't temple <laughs> this stuff. Isn't temple stuff. And <laughs> this isn't temple stuff." <laughs> Grandpa's like, tee <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's it's a hell of a way to start an episode. <laughs> he has, he, yeah, he like he hasn't had a guy friend around in forever, and he just wants to go roughhouse outside. <laughs> I mean, the last time they had a temple boy, it was uh, it was Jedi. Oh, it was Jedi. Sexy you know temple he was Jed. Doing, he was up for no nonsense. Right. And now instead we have a toasted rock star recuperating after his last <laughs> tour, as is described. That's true. Uh, toasted. My favorite weird moment is like they're they're all getting kind of worried. Like, Ray, like, OK, so the big conflict here is that Ray is clearly worried about her grandfather because he's acting hella weird. He's acting like a granola bar, <laughs> <laughs> which she definitely says. Uh, and she wants him to go to the doctor, but Serena kind of thinks it's funny and is just sort of like enjoying weird grandpa and being like, Ray, you're worrying too much. And then they start fighting each other because of course that they don't need a reason. Uh, they'll just fight at the drop of a hat. And meanwhile, grandpa is going through hell because he's been attacked by a real demon and is (laughs) worried about the demon coming back. Uh, but it's, it's, there's a, there's a really fun moment where they're all sort of getting upset and Chad's like, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's like, he wants to go fix things. He's going to go like do something at the temple. And he like tries to ring this bell or like pull this big thing. And instead just buckets of water fall on him. Water pranks. And grandpa's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's just delighted to have a chum around the house. Somebody who doesn't light him on fire with her witch powers when he does, when he does funny pranks. Um, if we had a recurring segment uh this is when i would trigger it okay like if we'd have like the sound of like i don't know but i would want to do a segment about pasta update i want to do a spaghetti (laughs) spaghetti update update. um whenever we get an update on serena's sort of spaghetti and or meatball uh you do like a little like a little cnn like breaking news yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get a new we get a new mention and i think it's ray is it ray who's saying you know what your problem is serena like you've got meatballs on the side of your head to go with the spaghetti inside your head (laughs) (laughs) man 
I this, feel like this, this is, is another new... paradigm shift in the spaghetti and meatballs yeah. saga. <laughs> yeah, because the spaghetti is no longer, we, we thought maybe the spaghetti was her hair, but turns out the spaghetti is instead of her brain because she's dumb. Right, she's got spaghetti brain. She was going to be a spaghetti meatballs model mm-hmm. <laughs> just to represent the whole concept, I guess. <laughs> What's the name but, of this recurring segment? Because this is this is this full on is a real segment now that we're gonna. Yeah, pull, I we're think gonna this come is back. spaghetti like, watch. Like spaghetti the, update. SMT spaghetti watch, or yeah. pasta watch. Yeah, I think pasta watch is probably <laughs> where we're at. Saturday morning pasta watch. Just yeah. pasta watch. It and and look, I know this show, and it will happen again. It's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so they're fighting. The girls are not happy with each other. And in a, a moment of, like, severe cojones, I was so proud of Amy. She's basically Amy, just like, yes. hey, uh, if you two are going to be fucking preteen drama idiots, not you know, just full-on immature bullshit happening right now, we're just going to go. Lita and I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah, Amy was my girl in this episode. It was <laughs> awesome. Well done, Amy. So great. And then that they was disappear over for like for a long time. The whole episode, they're gone. Yeah, they they go, <laughs> which is really fun. Yeah, you just you know that Amy has been stewing about this for months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and Lita like, like Lita's like new, and this is not hard for her. But you know, Amy, Amy, yeah, she 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 got that. That's good. Uh. We sort of shift into another moment that is probably my favorite in the whole episode where uh, Serena sort of sneaks up on on Ray and Chad talking and is like instantly shipper matchmaker mode and is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to totally make them get together. And once again, of course, Luna is not having it. <laughs> what, is, what, what does she call Luna? She calls her like a an old Stodgemeister. <laughs> It's so good. And she's like, no, I'm totally going to do it. And in my... <laughs> you promised not to use the Luna wand for pranks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Anymore. funny. Anymore. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, because she's going to do the disguise pen. And I love I love that moment because Luna's like... <laughs> like, they've had to have this conversation multiple times. Like, no, you said no more pranks. <laughs> I also love that Serena can choose to disguise herself... I think we've seen her change her face and hair before, but she kind of doesn't. She kind of just puts clothes on <laughs> <laughs> the wand of new clothes. Right. Uh, so she turns herself into like a fortune teller matchmaker and goes up and does this weird like, what is it? Russian? Like an Eastern European accent of <laughs> some sort. Yeah, it's kind of a Russian accent. Which I is... think probably because the voice actress didn't want to do any sort of well right cultural affectation of any weird type hey but we can do the silly white ones right but the silly russian thing is fair game. <laughs> hey, t- take note cyber six take note yeah uh but yeah she does some sort of like i don't know i don't know what you call that specific she has these dried spaghettis that she he uses to read the read the read Ray's fortune. She's trying to she's trying to get her her and Chad to, to be smooch friends. Yeah, she wants the kissy face to be tongue partners, so that <laughs> <laughs> no kissy face. 
No kissy face? Yeah. Ray's like, no, we're out of here. How much do we owe you for the fortune? And she's like, oh, 10 bucks would be nice. She's like, oh, I bet that'll buy a lot of fucking comic books, Serena. And then <gasps> runs out of there. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Totally yeah, saw through this guy. It's a bad disguise. disguise. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, I, I don't know. She's like upset. Serena cries a lot this episode. Um, He's a weeper. And Luna, Luna's like, whatever, she'll get over it. Hold on, I gotta eat your mom's cakes real fast. Chocolate yeah, Luna cakes. Tra- <laughs> we find out that all of Luna's body shaming has just been a way of like stealing cake <laughs> the whole time. Because Serena runs off with the cakes crying and Luna's like, oh, I really screwed the pooch on this one. I almost had all those cakes just for Luna. <laughs> your I mom mean, made them just for us. <laughs> I mean, side note, they're totally not cakes. Like, no, I, yeah, those are some the, kind of, like, maybe <laughs> every like time they bean, eat food, like, like, like a, I just it, know that they've, that they're using some, right? Some, some slang, Western friendly for, food for us, for, for the silly Japanese food they can't bear to mention. <laughs> I think they're like a sweet bean bun or a mochi. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I didn't actually look this one up, but it's clearly some sort of Japanese confection instead, because yeah. it's like, you know, vaguely spherical. Uh, you know, like they're cakes. not cupcakes. They're not cupcakes. They start with cakes and then they're like chocolate cupcakes, and those are not. That's <laughs> those not are what not those chocolate are. Cupcakes. Um, but of course, Grandpa gets attacked again by Zoisite, and this time Tuxedo Mask shows up, and. He is full on, uh, like like he loses, right? I mean, like I was trying to track this, but he like Zoe said gets away with the crystal. Yeah, 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 and then he's done. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, well, there's a monster around, but I'm I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I thought it was a weird choice because it seemed like the logical choice would be to have Ray defend her father, mm-hmm. or father, her grandfather. And because, you know, I mean, they they have a point where, oh, she doesn't know who it is, but then she immediately does some kind of plot spell and finds out that it's her her grandfather. So I don't really understand. They just needed Tuxedo Mask to show up and know that he doesn't have the crystal, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So we know that he's like still try actively trying to get him. Still trying to get those Chrissies. <laughs> yeah. Those I Chrissy Teagans. My... <laughs> <laughs> I want my rainbow Chrissies. <laughs> uh I I my other favorite moment in this episode is immediately after cuz uh Ray realizes that the the beast is her grandfather by using some magic and she's like trying to get him to to like no no it's me grandpa but it does not work and Serena shows up with all the cakes that she was bringing as like a peace offering and <laughs> uh and Ray's like Oh my god, I'm so glad to see you. And she's like, oh, good. Well, let's seal that apology with a bite of cake. <laughs> <laughs> and Luna's like, this is not the time. <laughs> and she says, oh, I guess you're right. And then they go into the like normal, like where the animation where she's going to chuck her tiara. And instead of yelling, moon, tiara, she goes, moon, tiara. <laughs> like she's No, so- wait. That monster's <laughs> my grandpa. Oh, you mean I can't blast him in half with my I hat? Just ice him? <laughs> Let's talk about what about the monster look this time because we've had some very silly character designs, and this is no exception. <laughs> I don't even know how to. I mean, what? It's kind of like a monkey. It's like a gorilla. It's like a gorilla with like a red dragon face. Kind of. And it's sort of an oni 
Mm-hmm. Like a like a no mask. Yeah, and the eyeballs like roll around independent of each other. Uh and he just he doesn't really hurt anyone. He just chases everyone all episode. Right. They call him a cross-eyed lobster. <laughs> Which is very or, funny. A red lobster both times, despite having no I mean Claws. the red part. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's <laughs> no lobster. There's parts. no lobster connection. I, I'm not gonna say I'm an expert on lobster, but I did not see any resemblance. Yeah, I didn't see any Cheddar Bay biscuits. I didn't see any shrimp fests. <laughs> That's the telltale sign of a lobster. Of a red lobster. <laughs> and therein lies the crux of me joke. <laughs> oh, see, red lobster. I, 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 get, I get it because it's a, it's a restaurant chain. The chain of restaurants. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They do the thing. They do the thing. Ray puts a magic receipt on his face and stuns him. And Sailor Moon uses the wand to heal him. And he's back to normal. And everybody's okay, all happy. Okay, but the receipt, though, the... <laughs> they do some funky stuff there because they're trying to cut around the fact that she's not actually doing a a normal. She spell. says she's she goes scroll and then power <laughs> of Mars fireball charge. And there's not a f- fireball. She's not even transformed to Sailor Mars. No, this is her like original Ray demon power. Yeah. And they're they're just dubbing it out. I haven't brought this up a ton, but pretty much every time she does some sort of like traditional shinto witch magic woman powers she uh yeah they translate it and they put it they put some sort of weird fireball thing on top of it even though there's no fire happening anywhere uh yeah it's very weird it's like i don't get it you guys like it makes sense that they're trying to like like i get where they're coming from even if i don't agree with it but they could have done something more specific than trying to shoehorn something that's not there. Clearly like there's yeah, no fire. fireball charge. There's no yeah. fucking fire. No. Uh, um, so what else happened? So yeah, they, they heal him back and then I know they chat and the, the other sailor scouts walk up and see them just playfully arguing, just the regular arguing. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're like, oh, see them fight. oh, I guess they made up. Um, <laughs> also, Ray kisses Chad on the cheek. Oh yeah, yeah. And Serena's like, full character. Ooh, like, ooh <laughs> you gonna be his backup singer? <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to double down on liking Darian. Still, she's like, mm, then why'd you kiss that man? Why'd you kiss that that Chad? Well, it's Chad. Why'd you kiss that Chad? <laughs> this week on Kiss That Chad. <laughs> That's Maybe another repeating segment. segment. Kiss That Chad. Kiss Speaking that of repeating Chad. segments, we had our sailor says. Yes, we did. Uh, with a very fun theme of be nice to old people. <laughs> it may be hard because they're old. <laughs> they're not as good at stuff. But, but you should do it. I'm sorry. It may sound like I'm laughing because I think old people are funny, and and that is what I'm doing. I am laughing at old people. <laughs> you should listen to Serena's advice. Oh, <laughs> nice. But I've got the hubris of the young. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't turn old until later this year when I turn thirty, and I instantly get my old person card. And my wrinkles and my wrinkles show up. <laughs> and I become you a can never be a dusty old crone. <laughs> I become an old dusty. 
Well, on that note, on Andy's eventual death, uh, let's <laughs> let's segue to our next show. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, bring, bring, bring. That's the sound of this of our of our emergency advertisement telephone ringing, <laughs> ringing off the hook. I'll let it go to voicemail. <laughs> no, you can't. That's the emergency. You got to pick up. You got to pick up because guess what? The tax man's calling. We got to pay up. We got to pay our dues. Whoa. Really? Oh, all right. I'll, I'll yes and here. <laughs> Who's on the telephone? Right. Well, Austin, I was hoping that you would tell us uh, about Fill 'em Up Phil. Yeah, great. Uh, so uh, here's the here's the thing. Imagine that you have all your action figures, and you love them, right? But there's that there's that problem with all action figures, and it's that they they don't work as as food storage and no cookies right you can't you you know you're you're taking all your all your gargoyles you're taking all your your power rangers over to trevor's house and you know what oh you're starving you forgot any snacks you know you gotta rely on on trevor's mom's uh uh remembering to bring out the goldfish put those celery sticks or the the raisins (laughs) on the on the celery with the peanut butter no thank you no, you've got your own stash, and you've got fill them up, fill. And uh, this is a new thing. This is, you know, we all wish we could have had one. Uh, but for the kids these days, they've got a real benefit because they've got fill them up, fill, and they can just jam them full of all the snacks you want. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got all these kind of like regular holes in the sides uh, well, in the pockets, uh, like little doll cargo pockets. Um, all right. But then you can just you can. Uh, open them up in the back uh you can open them up in the stomach or the toes and you can just put in uh you can put in whatever you want fried cod you can put in uh you know pasta you can put in uh chicken nuggets uh you can put in all the best snacks that you want and and then you can carry them around uh he does he is battery operated as as a refrigerator or a, a heat source so, oh, like a, you can easy bake with them? Kind of. I mean, you just sort of it, it, it maintains temperature, right? It's like a like, oh, a, okay. like a thermos. Mm-hmm. So it'll it'll One of those keep battery thermoses, right? So it'll keep your like uh, chicken cordon bleu nice and warm, so you don't have to like heat it up again when you get to Trevor's house. <laughs> Okay, and we are back once again. Uh, and once again, we are we are sans theme. There is no theme today. This is my transition. So, we're watching Mumesa, and it is episode five: A Sheep Full of Dollars. Which uh, is such a fun, such a fun pun name on a on a movie that this plot has nothing to do with. And here's the summary. It would blow my cowboy facts way up oh you can tell us more i just i've only watched the movie one time and it did not remind me of this in any way so in order to impress sally sue holstein with cattle driving experience colorado takes on a job he didn't learn too much about escorting (laughs) escorting a sheep across the mesa with a bundle of cash beneath her wool yeah it's a it's a weird one there's some weird shit going on uh i have a lot of questions about this episode well first off uh rory 
I know you want to talk yes. about Fistful of Dollars. I do, and this, as as Andy has alluded to, this is nothing to do with Fistful of Dollars. Like, uh, like Bangham High, they which was you know uh, a different pun name that they did for the first episode. They they took a Western title, and that's about as far as the as the theme gets. And if you if you ask me, I think they probably designed the plot so that it could make sense with this pun title. I think that's the only yes. logical thing, like a sheep full of dollars. Like they had to, okay, what's the weird thing we're going to do? How are we going to reverse engineer our script? Yeah. To fit that title. And they drew sheep out of a hat and they also drew fistful of dollars and they combined them and then they wrote a, an episode. Um, fistful of dollars. Uh, that was the one that was like a kind of like a, uh, it got into trouble for being sort of a, a, a carbon copy of one of the, kurosawa films right no it it, it, is, it is not trouble it was an intentional uh particip- participation in genre uh it is it is the story of yojimbo okay yes okay so I, I did remember something about the movie um yeah they there's there's a sheep there's a sheep and i, I don't understand so much about any of what's going on in this episode because we also learned that there are innumerable cows that are not smart Yes. People cows. Yes, there there are bulls, there are there's cattle that are like our other horses and sheep that are just dumb animals. <laughs> what that, do they this... use the cattle for? Oh Jesus. Oh god. Why do they keep them? Why do they drive them? What is the purpose of having cattle? When they look uncomfortably like you, and you know they're what you could have been had you not been blessed by the comet. Yeah, <laughs> by their their asymmetrical uh, sentience. It's so weird. It's not like they eat burgers. I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's very confusing. Uh, but apparently, having a cowboy uh, is is not a real cowboy unless he's done a cattle drive. Yeah. yeah, this one that this one had a uh, I, I, I thought of uh, the episode of King of the Hill uh, where uh, they ha- they go trucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, because because uh, Moo Mace is just a big nerd about about uh, driving cattle. You're not a cowboy till you've driven till you've driven cattle. Well, and we have our our central character of this episode is Colorado Kid, and he is mm-hmm. titillated by easily our horniest character yet, <laughs> and that's Sally Holstein. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is she's... ready. <laughs> she is a full-on yoo-hooing barmaiden, and she, like, I don't know. She's doing some sort of like really infantilized speech pattern, like a Marilyn Monroe cow or something. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't know what she's doing, but she is. She Ooh, is. Hey, de- Colorado, <laughs> if you would do yourself a kindness and do a cattle drive like a real man, I just would be ready to. I, yeah, <laughs> my jump on in there. My nethers would be a part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She says, she says, I'll let you call on me. And you know what that yeah. means. Yeah, she... Well, that's, yeah. Start your engines, gentlemen. Because <laughs> this cow woman is down to clown. Yeah. 
<laughs> and as he quotes Colorado quotes the code of the West a minute later, you can't keep the bear from tasting the honey. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't they used in fuck. that context. They want to fuck. I, I, These I cows want to fuck. It was not used in that context. It was a different. I, I did. I heard it in that context as well. Uh, Although I've, I've got cow sex on the mind, but um, <laughs> when don't you? I I thought I thought that it was pretty. It was pretty clear. He's talking about a lady's honey. Yeah, I yeah. thought it. I, and I, he and he's the bear. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be to be clear in this metaphor, he is the bear. Uh, <laughs> I think that the intended Got a message. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> I think the intention was that it was about how much Colorado wants to do a cattle drive, and sure. uh, because okay, Air so the, the the big the, <laughs> yeah the big thing that happens is that uh, he's he's really you know hot and bothered by. Sally Sue telling him that if he does a real cool cattle drive that she'll, you know, do all sorts of stuff with him. That at the first <laughs> suggestion Well, pretty much. <laughs> at the first suggestion that there's a, a job to be done by Miss Lily, he's like, I'll do it. I fucking want to do it. I got a lady and I and she she wants me to do stuff. And she's like, Well, it's not really a cattle drive. And he's like, Cattle drive <laughs> and you know, clearly won't listen to any reason. But uh, tell us, tell us what uh, what this job actually is. Well, it's not cattle. It's it's a single sheep <laughs> named you, baby. You, you girl, baby. Miss you, baby. You, baby. <laughs> Who is walking that funny? Walking that interesting line between can't speak and is kind of just a non sentient animal, but also well, sometimes shows sometimes shows that yeah. Cartoon like a, level of animal like a half Yeah. Yeah. Is she's a mutant? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I mean, that's not the only weird thing about Miss You Baby. We'll learn later. Um, but yeah. but she, uh, Miss Lily really apparently needs to get Miss You Baby to elbows bend uh, by next sundown. And it's gonna be it's gonna be the Colorado kid who takes care of it. And he's like, I can't be seen with a sheep. And but then he is. He is fully seen with a sheep, and everyone makes fun yeah, of him. Yeah, because she's like, Well, I thought you could handle anything, and like, I can handle it. I can. I do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and then he does it. Like a real one of those F troop moments. No, I'm never gonna be seen with a sheep. I'm not gonna be seen with a sheep. You're never gonna see me with a sheep. And then cut. And ah, oh, I can't believe I'm seen with a sheep. Um. But they, I don't know. Miss Lily was really bad about this. She she withheld uh, a very crucial piece of information from Colorado Kid. Yeah. And that's that there's always money in the sheep. And the banana sheep. The banana sheep. Somehow, I, I spent the whole episode wondering how the fuck she did this. And the answer did not help me very much. But how do you hide a ton of money under the wool of a sheep? Like under, how? like how is that a thing? <laughs> how do you? How does how does the purse show up once it's been shorn? Because you could even put the purse on and then let the hair grow out on top, but it still doesn't put what? the hair doesn't grow from the top of the pouch. 
I spent the whole episode kind of wondering. Off the quote unquote in his wisdoms. <laughs> is, is that from the code of the West? Hair doesn't Hair grow, doesn't from, grow the from, the the from the top of the pouch. From the top of the pouch. Ooh, but that brings on a different context when I say it with a manly voice. And it's not, that's a different pouch. And hair definitely Are you talking about your honey pouch. <laughs> hair definitely does Andy's grow delicious honey pouch. from the top of the honey pouch. <laughs> but, but I spent the whole episode wondering whether it was just like loose one dollar bills, like covering her whole body, and then somehow there's hair on top. Like I did not know how it was gonna be, and then yeah, like you said later, she's like they shear her, and she's wearing like a fanny pack full of money. I don't know. I don't understand that. But Colorado does not know. He he goes off and he's having a real tough time of it uh, because this sheep is real ornery and prissy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the sheep only responds to sarsaparilla. <laughs> he throws it across a, a giant like mud flow. And assuming that the sheep will just be able to cross it. And not surprisingly, she can't get <laughs> stuck in the quicksand. Sheep. He jumps in. He's stuck in the quicksand. His horse comes in. And his horse gets stuck in the quicksand. <laughs> it's moving quicksand. So it's, it's moving like a... quicksand. I thought that was pretty funny. What did he says something like, like, no one's ever escaped from moving quicksand. Like, yeah. I don't he know. He heads into some kind of vortex. Yeah, because you've just invented it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no... Surrounded in a quicksand vortex that is either being created or is being like neutralized by Dakota spinning a stick around. Yeah, I d- I wasn't sure about that either. Somehow and that sucks him back up into the air and up on back onto land. <laughs> There's some cowboy bullshit, and he gets yeah. out of the moving quicksand, and it's fine. But he's uh. You know, they they tell him at that time, they're like, hey, there's fuck ton of money in there. And he's, you know, (laughs) the sheep is actually full of money so that they can, you know, go and fund this hospital at Elbow's Bend, which, of course, let's let's pause for a second. That name is really good. Elbow's Bend. Yeah, because elbows do bend. It's a funny joke. Um, And then there's a sign later that says, like, Elbow's Bend, not far. I don't know. There's a weird there's a there's a weird joke they're trying to make. Uh but that that all the previous money transfers had been getting hit by the masked bull, which is why she's doing this weird sheep related plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it gets overheard by the the bad the bad henchman cuz she's shouting it very loud in the middle of town. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh so we cut back to our heroes and they're they're sitting around the campfire and they decide to start singing. Oh, this moment is wonderful, actually, uh, because normally these guys don't really like bicker with each other or even show that they have annoyances with each other. They're just like three cool dudes. Uh, <laughs> but they like they all want to sing a song to try and get you baby to go to sleep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is really great. And Colorado, I think, what is he, he starts, and I don't remember what he sings, but he starts singing, and then Moo has trouble with, like, he's like, no, you can't sing a song like that. It's too fast. And he starts singing a song slowly. And <laughs> Dakota pulls, like, the ultimate power move. 
<laughs> and he sings honks out a song he sings home on the range so loud and he doesn't stop <laughs> even when people are, even when they're like hey dakota he does not stop and he does not break eye contact and he continues singing home on the range <laughs> which is so good i love that moment and of course it comes yeah. back later yeah and you know that's you baby's a big fan <laughs> And uh, and that's when we get to our horse doctor, right? They get to elbows bend. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we do. It is suggested while they're all asleep that something happens to you, baby, mm-hmm. from our our from the mass bowl. Yeah, but it was it was a little obscured, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so they get to the horse. They get to a horse doctor who. It's just one of the lucky ones, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, good for them. They became a doctor. Yeah. They went far, you know, despite being, you know, kind of a second class citizen. <laughs> and having three cows ride up on three of his kind or her kind. Yeah. Very um, weird. And but we learned that that you baby has a rose tattoo. <laughs> and we're we're expecting that the sheep is going to get shorn and this the money will be empty. That's the logical thing that you would think. Right. Is that they just take the money. But it's it's a different sheep. Yeah. So they but they forgot the bad guys forgot their shears so they could shave the sheep to get the money. <laughs> so they just brought another sheep and replaced it completely. <laughs> <laughs> Which means they had to have go like gone to find another sheep on the way. I I just don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. It's it's such a weird plan. Uh, um, I mean, if that's a weird plan, then the stuff with Jr. Next is is incredibly weird. Yeah. Um, so they need help to find the sheep. Yeah, and so they're gonna like they're gonna get. Moo Montana's like, well, we're going to need the help of JR. And so we finally meet JR, this uh, like Native American bison or bull, uh, buffalo character uh, who's like a big old nerd. Like he's super into science. <laughs> and, and the cow and the cowboys have no time for him. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a really nonsense. cool character, honestly, and yeah. a cool character choice to have him not be all about, you know, mystic shaman and peace pipe and all of that like old racist trope stuff and and to just not be do like brave a science star. nerd right and and, and just i enjoy, be like and a I enjoy the nerd. dynamic of of how of these guys having the having a science nerd and just just hating it <laughs> right because they're all the they're all the sports jocks that would not <laughs> yeah they don't care and he's like yeah but it reverberates around the mountains it's an incredible invention like let's stop fucking talking <laughs> does JR. it work though <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those moments in csi where it's like uh once again in english, english please, please. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is he's he's only talking for about three seconds before it gets silence too it's like the, well, the that's what, roughest of and what i like is um you know they if they were if they were to like shame him for being a nerd like that's been done the you know english please sort of thing i like that they're just bored <laughs> <laughs> they don't have time for this shit uh they don't even claim to not understand him they're just like they just don't care don't, they just don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that's worse i think i think you're right uh but he but. has built this like essentially just a giant megaphone 
uh, that like, I guess just carries his voice, carries someone's voice like really far. And they make like a weird logical leap that maybe Dakota dude's voice will freak out all the sheep because of how Miss You Baby reacted. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, odd. So he gets on the horn of Gondor and it just like <laughs> it works gangbusters. Yeah. And then they got a whole like a a, a stampede level of sheep. All uh, heading towards Elbow's Bend, right? They're going to like destroy. Well, they come to them first. Oh, they come to the. That's right. No, no, I got them out of order. They come yeah. to them first so they can shear them all and check. Yeah. And find you baby and they have to they have quite a trouble getting dakota to stop singing because apparently he's uh you know once he gets going he gets in the zone and no one can bug him and right before like moo is like okay come on that's enough that's enough and right before he finishes uh dakota was singing and he's like seldom is heard a discouraging word and i loved that delivery like holding the duh out it was really good. Yeah, it was really good fucking Jim funny. Cummings. I just love Jim. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim. He's a guy. There's a reason he works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they shear everybody, right? Like, uh, what a waste of wool. Did, did they collect it? Did they give it back to the sheep's owners? Yeah, I don't know. I hope so. Are the sheep their own owners? Are they, like, <laughs> people? Like, who owns the sheep? I don't know, man. Oh, boy. Although I did get some clarity finally on something, and I don't know if maybe I just missed it before, but the bell pepper guns <laughs> are cactuses, and they're shooting cactus needles. Yeah, we have noticed that. Um, Yeah, I didn't. I, I think bell peppers is funny. I agree. Well, yeah, I, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't piece it together. Oh, you worked in on the joke. Oh. We've been, we've been, we've been treating Austin like like the town fool <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't know what they were shooting and it makes sense now that they're shooting needles we can see close-ups of like the needles sticking into the ground yeah so mm-hmm. then it's like okay it's their cactuses there's an internal logic to it which i had not seen before yeah a little bit of it a little bit of internal logic but also i bring that up because the mass bowl shows up and then there's, there's uh they grab you baby and there's a classic bit of cowboy nonsense where they say head him off the pass yeah <laughs> yeah it's real good uh you baby by the way uh it looks real strange after they have shorn yeah, her naked the, the, you baby spends the rest of the episode sheared and she's this hairless monster with a rose tattoo with a like a college mistake and a fanny pack, <laughs> a fanny pack. <laughs> Who, yeah basically kind of achieves sentience once she's shaved yeah. Once the jig is up. Yeah, she's like hella cool. She's a she's a bro at that point. Um Yeah, so I don't know. There's more, like you said, there's more cowboy nonsense. Like they the mass bull shoots his guns and causes the sheep to stampede towards the town, and they're worried they're gonna destroy the town. And they they all go off and I don't know, do some heroic shit to stop it. And they throw sarsaparilla up in the air and make a lot of sarsaparilla everywhere. So to divert the sheep stampede. Yeah. And then and then we finish it out. They uh, they get the money back to the the hospital and they're sort of thanking Moo publicly and thanking Miss Lily publicly. And she's like, no, all the credit needs to go to Colorado Kid. And (laughs) we see 
Colorado and our favorite naked tattooed sheep just like chugging sarsaparilla with each other like besties. And I love that. Yeah, and and she gave him a gift that's a sweater knitted from her, I guess, from her her hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it says the end on the back. And I I want to assume that that's diegetic. Yeah, right? that I that's think you're like right. in universe that he has a sweater yeah, that says it the is. end on the back. That's why they laugh. But I didn't get it. <laughs> it doesn't no, make sense why they the would laugh joke. at it. But <laughs> but that's I mean that's what closes out. That's our like that's all folks, you know, close yeah. close yeah. on that text. It's odd. it's odd. This show the show likes to take like random moments to sort of harken back to an earlier age of cartoons but spends most of its time solidly 90s, right? I mean, like, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any other 90s cartoon that I can think of that would have done, like, a, li- a literal Looney Tunes ending, like having the end written on that sweater and irising in on it and then cut to credits. It's a weird, it's a weird thing, stylistically, the I show, think. The show has a very different bit of thinking that goes outside convention sometimes, and it's very entertaining to see. Most of the time, I think that gives us some really good discussion because it it really does kind of take a different tack sometimes. Yeah. Other times, it's just cowboy nonsense and we've got nothing. (laughs) That's Mumesa. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Well, we had Jane for a a hot minute. That was fun. Uh, She came in for Cyber 6 and then she left us. And then we had our, our little Sailor Moon and our Mumesa. How do we feel today? I'm good. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you could come in and give us a chat and, mm-hmm. and have a have a convo. And uh yeah, we'll have to get her back on uh as soon as we can get a, a good Just schedule worked out. As soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, uh. you know we like to have fun here and <laughs> <laughs> we're famous and, uh, for it. We're famous for it. <laughs> Literally see us everywhere. And uh, don't fun. forget to keep tweeting your wheat. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't stopped just because it's the next episode or a couple right, episodes. You gotta get on there. You gotta get on the Twitter and later, let it you know? let your wheat out. Right, like we're we're just keeping that windmill going. Uh, uh see, we did have a theme <laughs> twist ending. We're still in the windmill. <laughs> Son we of never a bitch. left the windmill. So tweet we tweet your wheat. We've we've always been in the windmill. <laughs> <laughs> so upset that makes yeah, me so mad it's okay well you know what will make you feel better is if i say the thing that we always say oh it will make me that feel final better. thing uh and let me say that thing and that thing that we always say is uh shields not on my watch shields not on my watch blocking blocking it no shields <laughs> lock it down good night <laughs> goodbye good morning Good day, sir. Good morrow. Have a and have a pleasant Tuesday. Well, hey there, everybody. You know, we were all having such a good time until we just sort of realized that we never woke up from the nightmare and that we were always in the windmill the whole time. Uh, I'm really upset about that. It's made a whole lot of things real different in my life and I don't really know what to do but I'm supposed to make an outro right now so I'm gonna do it let's do it out of order let's talk about next episode 
Next episode, we're going to be watching Moo Mesa episode six called Thoroughly, Mo Thoroughly Mooder and Lily. Cyber 6 Episode 5, Lori is Missing, and Sailor Moon Episode 27, Kitty Chaos. And whoa, if that doesn't sound amazing to you, well then maybe you can not listen and instead come and save us from, from the windmill. Please, there's no door or window. Uh, if you want to follow our podcast, we're all over the place on the internet. We're all we're on all the spots that you would think to find us. We're on that iTunes we're on the, the we have a website it's satamtuesdays.com that's s-a-t-a-m tuesdays.com we're on facebook instagram twitter you'd have to be crazy to not be able to find us just google us it's that saturday morning tuesdays that's the name of the show use your fingers type that keyboard save us from the windmill do all the things that i'm telling you to do do them because you love us